It's ringing. This call is being recorded. All right. Much better. Hello? Yep. This is Just Dominic from Bullet and Flight Radio. This DJ B? This is DJ B. Ah, excellent. Man, let me tell you, we have been playing your mixes for over a year on Bullet yeah, and Flight right. Radio, and they are quite a hit. That's what that's what I'm talking about. It's it's reaching the masses with this positive uh, music that we got going on. <laughs> right, that's right. Do you have a few minutes to sit down with me and answer a few questions? I sure do. Hey, that's what's up. So, all right, you know, I like to do these interviews with the station's most popular, uh, uh, either uh, artists, musicians. Pastors, motivational leaders, all those, and you are—you are at the top of my list. And <laughs> let me say, during this first season of doing Bullet and Flight Talk, this episode is the season finale. So you have really made this super sweet. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so I won't belabor the point, but I just had to fan out for a moment. <laughs> to tell you. Yes. So tell me, how did you first get involved into music, into this ministry, this business? Tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about how you got first involved. Whew. Music um, has always been in my life uh, since I was young. I come from uh, a whole family full of musicians. Uh, blues was really uh, when I was younger I had a a family that was into blues um, and I was a drummer when I was young so I started playing drums in church when I was young and uh, music has always been a part of me I always when I was really young just would be in my storage room. I had a DJ little setup. I had my drums and a lot of old school records that were given to me from my drum teacher and my mom. And I just sat in that room and played music all day. And when my mom had her little house parties, I was the DJ. I played a lot of old wow. school, a lot of old school stuff and a lot of so R&B, a lot of James Brown, because that was that tempo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was I, right. I had to play drums to a to a, a high tempo. It's just something that I I wanted to do, and that's that was the beginning of 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 just being around music. <laughs> wow, wow! Yeah. A lot is... of a lot of with the drums, a lot of stuff with the drums. That is so awesome. In my family, I have my a lot of my siblings are drummers. Oh, sister, two of my brothers. Yes. So yeah. I, I I get what you're talking about. It, it, yeah. It's uh, living in a drummer's world is is very interesting because <laughs> it's always the ticket ticket ticket. So it's, it's yeah. cool to know. So obviously you play drums. Do you play any other instrument? Uh, no, I've tried uh, playing the guitar and uh, 
my hands are pretty small, so I couldn't reach the fret. <laughs> so that I was that was the issue. And then my mom plays piano, so I tried that once, and that wasn't that was pretty hard. And so I just stuck with the drums. And then uh, later on, it was DJing. Um, thanks to being a drummer, I just knew how to stay consistent and stay on yeah. beat. And that what helped me along my DJ. Um, Talk to us so. a little bit about your DJing, because obviously you're a lover of music. Mm-hmm. Um, you you have roots in the church, but how did you mm-hmm. make the transition from being a, a from that to being the like stone cold DJ that you are today? Well, um, when I was young, when I was like seventeen, through that transition of being from a teenager to a, a young adult, um, when I turned 17, I started exploring um, the club life. Yeah. And, you know, I, me being a drummer, I, you know, music was always there. I was intrigued by these these new sounds that I was hearing. I was a weird child when I was growing up. I, I you know, I, I, I was so involved with music and was very openly open to a lot of music being yeah. in my ears to Frank Sinatra to a whole bunch of you know to Soul yeah. to James Brown and everybody where I was in school where I had my little Walkman on and I would be listening to some weird stuff and I didn't want the kids to hear me so when I heard these these sounds of house music I was like what in the world is this yeah. It was it, and I was young. the The clubs, you know, I wasn't too um, really. I didn't care too much about the club life. I only cared about that music that I was hearing. Yes. And so yes. the the first track that I heard was uh, Roman Anthony Testify, and I play it today faithfully. Is because that's the record that brought me into this world, and. Um, Every every time I listen to this record, it's just it still gives me that same feeling. And so, house yeah. music brought me in. Um, I, I, Lord, it changed my life literally. Um, I didn't think about being a DJ, DJ, and I didn't even care about all that. I only cared about this music. And so, when I used to go to the clubs, uh, I used to be kind of scared um, because everybody would be have just trying to get my attention and whatnot because I guess I was fresh meat. <laughs> I would run to the DJ booth. I would run straight to the DJ booth because I was kind of scared. <laughs> and I wanted to hear this music. I wanted to be involved. I wanted to see the person who was playing this music because that's I wanted to be around that. And yeah. so I got to be friends with the DJ uh, at this club called Cables Reef um, when I was 17, 18. Um, and um, I would just be in awe with him playing these records. And then one day he asked me, he was like, hey, um, I'm about to take a cigarette break. Uh, can you put this record on? And and, and then this record, <laughs> I was like, I've been waiting for this moment. Yes. <laughs> yes. I didn't have no clue of what I was doing, but I just know, knew he said, put this record on next, <laughs> which I did, you know. 
and that kind of opened up to to me exploring more into this DJing world, and that's how yeah, I got into it. Deeper into my whole house. Yeah. Yes. Like, deeper and then discovering. Now let's talk a, about that yeah. for a moment. Let's talk about uh-huh. that for a moment because the you know I I interviewed another gentleman called Lafayette Brown. He does uh, gospel house, and he's okay. from Chicago. And he mm. always talks about the Chicago sound versus New York sound versus the West Coast sound. <laughs> How is that for you? And you, you know, as you got deeper into yeah. learning art, yeah. talk to us about that. Well, I've, I've been blessed when I was young, knowing certain people and just running around with certain people. I got to understand it a little bit quicker than probably some. I knew about the East Coast house. I knew about us West Coast folks being, you know, you know, us out here is different than the folks out there because we have San Francisco, you know, a lot of people out here. We have, see, urban house music out here in Oakland, it was labeled. It is like labeled San Francisco with white house music. And yeah. when you come into Oakland, it was more urban. It was more black house music. Okay. There's reasons behind that. It's because us DJs. It wasn't too many playing soulful house music out here in Oakland and the Bay Area. Period. There was a soulful. There were soulful DJs like David Harness. He'll play soulful deep house music, but he wasn't playing the house music that us Oaklanders were accustomed to. You know, we we're playing. During the times in the 90s, we we're playing booty shaking. We were followed by, uh, you know, some ghetto house music. None of this was being played in San Francisco. Um, so we were different out here in Oakland um, playing urban house music, followed by, you know, funk, you know, some booty shaking. And then when hip hop came into the picture, um, I remember it clearly. And I was young, you know, I was coming, going to these clubs, listening to a lot of dance music and, and a, a, a mixture of different um, types of music. Um, we had a transition into being hip hop DJs. <laughs> and so during that transition, you know, a lot of DJs, even including myself, is we'll play house, we'll play house mi- music in the middle. And so we'll play hip hop, and then we'll go into some house for an hour or two, and then going back into hip hop. And that was the thing out here. Um, I went to New York when I was young and experienced and got a whole brand new outlook on what this house music was about when I was young, about 18 years old, and about 18, 19. Um, and that really woke me up. So when I came back out here, I start playing these clubs, and I'm like, this is not what I want to do. I do not want to be a hip-hop DJ, nor did I want to just be a DJ. I wanted to be a house music DJ. That's the reason why I came into this picture. That's, that, was the, that was the music that lured me in to being a DJ. Yeah. And so for the years of, you know, continuing playing this hip-hop and, and they're neglecting the house music part, I left. <laughs> 2006, okay. I was like, peace out. You guys could have it. This is not why I came into this 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 DJing world. 
and I don't want any part of it. <laughs> so prior to that, was was your time spent in the 90s, mid-90s? Mid-90s to 2006, a little bit further on. I, I you know, I stopped being a resident DJ and start, you know, I'll do a DJ gig now and then somewhere. Uh, but, yeah, that was it. 2006, I guess that would be probably when the CD, after CDs came out. Okay. You know, we'll, okay. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because, see, I am a very proud Gen X, which mm-hmm. for people who don't know that, know what that means is anyone who was born from 1961 to 1981. Mm-hmm. And the millennials get a lot of hype. <clears throat> and the baby boomers get a lot of hype. But our mm-hmm. generation of Gen X gets ignored. How can we yep. get ignored when we produced Michael Jackson, Prince, mm. Madonna, mm. Janet Jackson, In Vogue? We produced <sighs> Neo Soul. Okay. Mm. Yeah. All we dominated. Music. Yes, all the <laughs> good music. We dominated the 90s and early 2000s. And it's like, that was Gen I'm so happy. Yeah. <laughs> because those artists yeah. also helped move a lot of the population into remixes, including mm-hmm. myself, that mm-hmm. pointed me deep into house music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm glad yeah. you said that because I had to just, <laughs> whew, you. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was, it was a time when music just made, it just, it was a feeling, you know, and it's, we lost, a lot of that feeling now and and now like today it's just like everybody's so it's just their attention span is so short where <laughs> it's, 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 i don't know the music is just not where it was back then. i agree <laughs> i agree and and i remember a little bit of the transition because i was a kid doing like this Okay. And as we know, disco was really the the first iteration of house music, right? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And then it transitioned to the East Coast feel, the Chicago feel, the West Coast feel, all these different fields and branches, and it became mm-hmm. dance music. And I'm glad mm-hmm. to see over the past few years, especially a resurgence of house music, deep, oh, pure yeah. house mm-hmm. music. Yeah, yeah. It feels good. This is this is like a, the second coming. <laughs> you know, yes. we gotta take advantage of this now. No matter you know what mainstream artist you know is is doing what with this genre of music. Let's get it to these young people because right. we are getting older. We are getting older. A lot of us are dying off. There's not too many of us left. We have to reach these young people. And if Beyonce could do it, I'm with Beyonce. I don't care what type right. of music, what, what label you put on it. If she's going to get it done, I'm 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 following right behind her. She she you know, that's and right. that's another thing. with, you know, oh, we've been in this music for 30 years plus blah blah blah. Okay, so <laughs> a lot of us have, you know. Yeah. But we, we you know this. We have to get in touch with these younger people to keep house music alive. It's going to be alive. I'm talking about us black young people. 
Yeah. The younger white folks already, you know, they're a whole different. I'm talking about us listen. people. <laughs> listen to the, to the audience out there who's listening, anyone who's Caucasian or non-black. We love you. But the we truth did. is, yeah. Yeah. house music, disco music started with black, brown people and gay people especially. Queer. And this Queer. this is music that we really <laughs> need to honor our ancestors with, really, because they're not here anymore. And like you said, we're carrying the torch now. We need these younger mm-hmm. folks to get inspired and keep the movement going because it is keep so important. So important. And that's where, you know, I felt guilty. I had a lot of artists come that are really popular now. I'm not going to say no names because <laughs> this is gay lifestyle and everybody's secrets, you know, like to keep within mm-hmm. themselves. But during the yeah. time that I took a break, I had a lot of artists come up to me and was trying to get in my head about certain things. And I didn't know what they're, what they were trying to accomplish at that time because I was young. I didn't know any better. Uh, didn't really know what this house music really was about. Yeah. And now that I, I think about it and I see these names and everybody's, you know, so big now, I'm like, well, I get it now. There, because there wasn't too many of us. It's still not too many of us here that, that used to do this back in the day. But I yeah. get it now. And and I was just so, that kind of makes me mad, when I, you know, that I didn't get it back then. These young people were trying to get in my head and trying to learn something off of what I was doing back in the day, you know. Mm-hmm. And so now yeah. that I, that now that I'm doing it more and more, and I'm getting into my peers' head, people that I look up to, and some of them are brushing me off, whatnot. I'm like, well, that's what I, you know, I had a lot of growing I had to do when I was younger. So I get it, you know. Um, but this is a very com- a competitive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, career, this DJing career. I'm so glad right. that I didn't really, really make a livelihood, you know, out of it and don't depend on it as an income because I could see where all this competitive stuff is coming from about yeah. <laughs> DJ world stuff. Oh, he's going to yeah. take my job. Hey, he's going to take my job. I don't want your job. <laughs> Wow, this is this is about something different, something greater. <laughs> this is it is it's about a passion. It's so much it's this this is so much greater than a a taking a DJ person's job, whatnot. It's yeah. it's about our music and it, it's what you know, a lot of the straight world folks you know they they they're making noise. They don't want to be associated with no, nothing gay, but yeah. it's our music, you know. And right. that what pisses me off is that how are you just gonna wipe us away and not give us any opportunities when this is our music? You know, that we created this. You know, right. so I have to do more, and that that's what inspired me to do more. And like. I have, you know, if if nobody else is going to speak up or say anything, I'm going to be the one because that's, right. that's how I feel. You know, I, I'm for my community. I love my community, no matter if even what. You know, I am a queer DJ, period. <laughs> you know, like it or not, I don't care. <laughs> I know that's right. And anyone <laughs> who just 
takes a moment to listen to your work, they shouldn't care mm-hmm. because you your work speaks for itself. You are so <laughs> passionate. I love your song selections. No, I love your song good. placement. I love the way you fade in and out. I mean, it's an art. DJing is an art. It is an art. And it's not just playing it, music. No. <laughs> not at all. I mean, you guys are the godfathers even of rap. Let's keep it let's keep it real. DJs have changed the game. <laughs> There's so many it's so many DJs out there now that quote unquote are DJs that are just playing music. Right. You know, right. and that's that's one of the things I had to do when I was gonna do this oh, I'm coming back, DJB, um, is crawl from the bottom of the barrel of crabs. And I, I had to figure out ways to how am I going to be this other one to stand out. Yeah. And I had to figure out different ways to do that. And I said, well, number one, let the music speak for itself, you know. Yeah, I know for a fact, and I followed this genre of music for so many years, sat back and listened to so many DJs. When I was working, just my regular job for 14-plus years of just driving a bus, and I listened to a lot of DJs along the way that kept me safe driving (laughs) because of their playing. But... All this time, I said, well, there's nobody that's playing like me <laughs> that can play like yeah. me because I, I I get this knowledge from these other DJs that I, I've listened to for so many years, like DJ Cedric. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've, I've listened to this DJ since I met him since when I was 18 years old. Yeah. I, I knew about Cedric because his best friend stays out here. I was able to be friends with him and just be around that whole we were, it's, it's just a few of us. And so, yeah. you know, a lot of the DJs I knew who I, I listened to everybody. And that's one thing, taking a break got me trained is to listen. And that's what I got. I didn't play. I didn't do no gigs. I didn't do nothing. I didn't do no lives, nothing. I sat and listened for many years. Yeah. <laughs> for many years. That's what you do. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do, absorb <laughs> everything around you. You are so smart. (laughs) Tell us, where do you see your your DJ career going in the next 10 years? I know that you talked about, we just talked about the youth and all. What what Mm -hmm. do you see yourself doing in the next 10 years, DJ-wise? Next 10 years, I see myself, because I'm, I'm, I see myself playing alongside those other top DJs. You know, and, and, and this is the thing is you got to put in the work. You got to you got to put in the work. But another thing is that now that we have internet and all that, because I don't have to work as hard like going to these clubs whatnot, yeah. should not limit to limit me to be on the main stage at all. Because talent, talent comes first, and that's where we have a problem. With it's not we're we're looking at numbers. Oh, how many likes this person have? What not? But how talented is he? Is he getting the message out, or is it just? Are you just looking at the likes and all that? And you know, let's 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 talk about the talent. You know, let's talk about the differences. What what makes my music different than than theirs? You know, (laughs) so 
in 10 years, I see, definitely see myself on a bigger stage uh, than I am now. And practice makes perfect. And I'm best. Yeah. And being different. I love to be different. And yeah. I don't follow trends. I don't, I stick to what Good. I think I know and, and what my people would like. That's right. That's it. You know, that's you, it. That's my I, I, I consider you a trendsetter. Because, I mean, from Definitely. the moment I heard you, I locked on. I've been talking to you ever since I heard you. I'm like, who are you? Who is this guy? I'm, where did he come from? And then all your music, it, like, it gets me emotional. It's just from your R&B mixes to your gospel mixes to mm-hmm. your, your – one time, I think this March, you did a top 20 songs. I think it was a yeah, – Yeah, the top, top, top source. Yeah. And yeah, I was like, it comes from the heart. It comes from the heart. Yes. It doesn't come from from just trying to be noticed. It doesn't try to. I'm not trying to do. You know, I'm trying to 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 get those folks that that want to hear this type of playing, because you know, a lot of my a lot of my peers, a lot of my folks don't record their sets. You know, the folks that I listen yeah. to. You know, so I'm I'm just I'm blessed to be able to put this on a platform for it, so it can reach out to those that's that's been wanting because I know so many that wants to hear this type of style of playing, um, and and this is what what how we get down in the clubs. Yeah. In all my all my all my mixes are not club, you know, type mixes. I could go there if I wanted to. But I try to oh, but you, because I'm I'm so open and so versatile. I could play for the white folks. I could play for the black people. I know where home is. I know where I need to be. You know, I need. I know who I need to be playing for. So that's why I really take. I sit down with all my mixes. I make sure every track is going to flow right before I go live. If it doesn't flow, I'm not doing it. I don't care how late this mix gets out, it has to be right. That's how serious I am with my mixes. <laughs> it shows. And, and and personally speaking, when I met your music and, and, and saw you for the first time, which is, as I told and say, it's been over a year that I heard you mm. for the first time. You That's hit me at a time that was a spiritual blessing for me from, mm. you know, deciding to step out on my own and out from my super religious family who's super homophobic and mm. do something different. It yeah. was you were confirmation in so many ways. I cannot tell you mm. how how it aligned up and how I mm. believe God used you to reaffirm and confirm that what I was doing was was his divine will. And so and I'm just crazy. so grateful to you. That's crazy that you said it because when I was young, I, I always thought, you know, I always was thinking, God put me here for a purpose. I need to figure out what this purpose is. Yeah. And so when I start getting these comments on my YouTube video, I'm like, this is it. This is this yeah. is what I need to do because it's reaching so many different people. Yeah. And that's what keeps me so motivated is these comments on these YouTube this YouTube channel is just it, it's yeah. just confirmation that I'm doing something right. That's something I should have, you know, 
much did much longer ago, but I'm I'm looking to the future and there's no stopping me now because that's right. I you know I I this is what I need to do. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got it. I I, I am, again. I just I feel very blessed to 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 know you and to be working with you in this way. Because, oh, again. Likewise. It's been an amazing journey. So I know we talked a little bit about your childhood and the your musical background, and, and so I know we talked about that. So tell me, if you could collaborate with anyone on a project, who would you do? Who would you work with and why? Mm. Ah, since I've been producing my own tracks, I've been doing a lot of producing stuff. I now look at music a little bit differently. <laughs> and so I would say Shirley Caesar. Oh, wow. Just because I would love to get her vocals dry. <laughs> yes. Just holler and scream over this track, Shirley, and we got us a hit. <laughs> boy, boy, boy. That, you are that, right. And and, and that you know song, what? you name it, is everything. It's everything. That voice is so that's that's our house music. That's you know, so yeah. that's uh, you know, it's probably a lot of other folks, but you know, but right now at this point of of what I'm trying to do, it would be Shirley Caesar or Ann Nancy <laughs> again. <laughs> my oh my god. No you <laughs> did no you didn't Ann Nancy. Yep. Oh Lord have her. <laughs> I met her once, oh. and what an experience it was. Ooh. She had, oh. she had. I used to sing background for Fred Hammond back in oh. the day. Okay, so. and, <laughs> and, and, and 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 just so y'all know out there, I know he didn't say that I, I because I ain't nobody. You know, I ain't a dream person to work with. I mean, you know what I'm trying to say. I'm not famous, but I sure <laughs> want to put my name on that list. Like, if nobody show up. Uh-huh. Dominic will be here to thank some doo pops or whatever you need. Because, <laughs> I mean, you do what you do. But uh, anyway, I just remember Anne, when she walked in to, to Fred's studio, we were recording. Uh, mm-hmm. I was in Radical for Christ, so we were recording songs and getting that first album together. So she walked in to kind of give mm-hmm. us tips. I thought okay. that I had offended to the pearly gate, okay? <laughs> because when she walked in, she walked in with an entourage. Number one, she she was her face was beat. She looked Ooh. like just amazing, yeah. and she smelled yeah. so wonderful. And she talked to all of us and gave us some encouraging words. I just I never wanted to wash my hands again, but I I get with you. She, <laughs> yes, yes. When I had my brother. Uh, my brother Sidney Perry had worked with her and uh, released the track "Turn It Up" um, last year, okay. and I was just in awe. I'm like, "You worked with Nancy? What? You know?" And wow. that that record too inspired me to, to continue doing this, what I'm doing here, because you never yeah. know who you might work with later on down the no. line. And, and, and I can see you me. working with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis because that whole sound is kind oh of what my. you've been listening to forever. 
Because you talk about Aunt Nesby, you you got to think about yeah. sounds of blackness, right? And that's yeah. Jimmy Jam. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I, I just want to <laughs> hold somebody's purse. I'll find. I'll be the water boy. Whatever. <laughs> I just want to be in the room. I just want to be there. I, I just want to be there. That's it. You know, just to soak it all in. You know. But yeah, yes, yes, yes. Those are two great women in our in our community that has so many hot records. And, and did you yeah. see Janet playing? Um, uh, there was a record Janet Jackson out in London dancing to Ann Nesby record. She just found out this Ann Nesby record and asked somebody in the audience, "Who is this?" <laughs> That record's been out what ten plus years, plus plus yeah. years. Timeless, timeless, <laughs> timeless. Wow. That record is still new. <laughs> that's that's awesome. That's that's house music. Period. You know, that that's is. house music. <laughs> you know? I know that's right. Especially for us, yeah. you can't throw Janet and and anybody in the pot together, and then oh god, that's yes. No. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, I like am I said, a huge Janet Jackson fan. <laughs> I am so huge, Janet, Team Janet, Team anybody Jackson. <laughs> yes, for real, all of them. <laughs> all of them. I don't care. Even to their to their nephews and uh, nieces. <laughs> hey, I was into the three T's. I, I mean, I yes. like everything the Jacksons did. So, yeah. I love that one song with yeah uh, uh, with uh, Michael he did with his nephew yeah. that one song That's I right. love that song. yeah you know I talk yeah. I talk about that all the time and people are like what are you talking about I'm like you never heard that <gasps> that was even when oh, Reedy was... did her stuff in the 90s I loved Reedy's stuff as well oh my goodness <laughs> oh Lord yes or even uh, Latoya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Latoya can actually sing. But Ribby, you know. yeah, but Ribby, Lord. I got to. I was blessed to meet um, ja, uh, Michael and Janet's drummer back when I was young, uh, Jonathan Mossett. He gave me his drum strips. I got to meet him. I got to meet uh, Janet's boyfriend Renee back in the day. No, and the little. Yeah, and the little dog from the Because of Love video. Uh, I was just hanging out, hanging out backstage. <laughs> and I got to meet um, uh, whatever, the other Jackson, uh, the younger brother. Um, uh, the younger brother, Randy. I got to meet him. He was getting his shoe shined one day. And I walked up to him. I'm like, aren't you? He was like, well, nobody knows Randy, but anyway. <laughs> right. People don't know Randy like that, but I would have, I would have been screaming, passed out on the ground. Oh, I was. Jackson, <laughs> I was. I was the first Jackson on that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That is hilarious. <laughs> so talk to us about what is your greatest passion and conviction? Hmm. The greatest. Right now, it's music. Music has always been my greatest passion. Um, <laughs> when I was born, 
I just, yeah. it's something, and, and that's the thing with being so uh, open to so much music. I mean, I could sit here and listen to blues all day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's, um, you know, blues is just uh, a slower tempo of, of house music to me. Yeah. Because of all the oppression stuff that we had to go through when we were, yeah. you know, as black folks, you know, and, and, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. You know, and I didn't say anything about that earlier, and I, I meant to make a comment, but you said something else that was profound, and I had to say something else about that. But I wanted to talk just to the listening audience as well, because I, I have interviewed people that get offended when I talk about musical inspiration and the music industry. Because they're like, well, mm-hmm. I only do ministry. Everything is about me. But you also collect that check as well, don't yeah. you? <laughs> don't you? <laughs> yes. So then it's business, and it is it an is. industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so when you That's talked it. about being inspired by blues and um, big bands, and uh, I think you said classical as well, I, it, I that is exactly – what I was doing and what I do. I love everything. I'm not a, the biggest fan of heavy metal. Mm-hmm. And I'm a, I have grown to be a bigger fan of country music. See, yeah, but yeah. heavy metal is the only genre that I have not embraced. But I hear that. And I think no matter what genre you specialize in, if it's house, if it's gospel, if it's country, if it's R&B, whatever, you should be open to listening to all that music has to offer. Yep. From the eclectic sounds in the Middle East as well, you know, there's just so much that inspiration part. everywhere. But if you just die, if you sit back and just dissect this music, take away, you know, try to identify what instruments are playing. Yes, will help you understand music. Just sit there and dissect. Oh, this is a flute. Oh, that part is whatever. You know, yes. it makes you just appreciate more. You know, the music just being played. You know, yeah. Like you said, no matter what kind of genre it comes from. You know, I just, I just had. I don't know. I'm just been always a. How did you do this, person? How do you do that? How did he do this? How did he do that? Yes. You know. Exactly. Always inquisitive. And I always thought, like my musical, um, my mentor was a guy named Park Stewart, and he wrote a lot of songs for a group called um, Commissioned, Fred Hammond. Okay. Okay. And he wrote some of their biggest hits. So I used to go with him because he kind of was like a big brother to me. I used to go with him to the studio when he would work, and he wasn't a musician but he had melodies in his head, and he was a lyricist like crazy. Yeah. So he would either bang out some keys or another musician would come in and just pick up whatever he laid down and, you know, obviously improve mm-hmm. upon it. Oh, yeah. And then he would mm-hmm. start with the same. And he would say, you know where I got this melody? I heard something, some drum out of Africa, or I heard something in some indigenous tribe. I just heard it was on TV. And that beat mm-hmm. got, he's like, you know, music in its purest form. Is yep. innocent and it's perfection. Mm-hmm. And I started hearing things like a conversation when musicians would play music together, you know, just free vibing. You know how that goes. 
And you oh, start yeah. hearing the music as a conversation. Mm-hmm. That's how I don't know. Where I come from. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's you know. know. <laughs> that, yeah. that it just that gets me off. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's one of the reason the things I get kind of don't understand with the DJing world. A lot of us DJs are just DJs, but there are some that are musicians and DJs. Yeah. And so when it comes to music musicianship. <laughs> You know, I'm so used yeah. to the vibes of jamming alongside musicians. So yeah. when I come into the DJ world, I expect the same thing because we are musicians. That's right. But then there are some DJs that are just not real DJs or musicians. <laughs> yeah. So it's They're a lot of, yeah, it's a lot of, oh, <laughs> the DJ world is something else. But I, I keep on saying, you know, I don't have this issue when I go into the music the music world with the whole bunch of musicians. It's just a jam session, you know. It it's, is. it's a whole different vibe. <laughs> totally <laughs> because we're different. feeding off of each other. That's you know, right. we're jamming, we're, we get our energy and from each other. That's <laughs> right. That's when you feel people's soul. And, and, and people don't understand. They just think you're hitting the drums or whatever. But when you See, as you said, you're vibing off the energy and the feel. You are literally having a conversation. That person is telling how they feel, the energy that they're you're rocking with. Yeah, I'm first. I'm paying attention to the bass player. He's my yeah. right hand man. That's right. <laughs> and then everybody else is secondary. You know, so that's right. Just understanding your role. <laughs> you know, that's right. It's it's a you know, but. Yeah, we can get to all that. I know. I'm sorry. I'm fine yeah. listening audiences. And hopefully, we can get too far into the musical theory. And, and <laughs> but we are musicians and we love it. We love it. We love it. We love it. Yes. It, it, and that's what where it all comes down to these mixes. It's because of that. It's just, you know, staying yeah. consistent. And all that is from just being a musician. And, uh, yeah. That's the upper advantage I have on some of these DJs. <laughs> yes, and it is it is a, a, a beautiful advantage as well. It just it really makes you a trendsetter instead of a trend follower. That's what's up. That's what I'm talking about. You know, I, I just I'm just here to just help folks. And that's during the the COVID situation we had, the pandemic. Yeah. You know, that's one of the reasons why I did this is to go online so we can have some kind of healing within our community yeah. or just within ourselves to, or to just reach out for, you know, people that need help, you know, just, yeah. you know, this music helps me every day. Yes. So I know yeah. it will help somebody else. So that was why. That's I did so it. true. Yeah. I'm so yeah. happy you said that. Cause that leads me to my next question. What do you want people to know most about your art? That I, that it helped. That it helped me and it saved me and whatever it did for you, it, it helped me and healed me. It did something for me to do better, to make myself do better and motivate me, inspire me. You know, this that's what this house music is all about. It's about helping, right. you know. Um, even, you know, like we, with all the music that comes with in this house music genre, you know, you got artists that are still trying to be big time, whatnot, and they come into the genre of music thinking, you know, they're going to be 
big, whatnot, but they 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 get the health and they they still they have a positive outlook on house music now because we help them to get to that next step, you know. Right. Uh, and so the help it could be in helping in any way. It's just how house music is. It helped me from day one. So I hope it helped help you. That's that's what I want is to get something something positive out of this, of what these mixes are all about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that is I believe that is exactly what's happening. Right. We get a lot that. of responses. Yeah. Uh, even from from the tweets, we get different likes from different people and different re- retweets, especially when mm-hmm. we uh, play uh, your mixes. And so we are yeah. increasing mixes. And after this interview, we will, everyone, hang on tight. Go get your good dancing shoes on because we will be playing PJB right after this. But first, tell us how can your fans, your followers, those who want to follow you, find you on mm-hmm. social media. DJB510 on all platforms. All the platforms, same handle name, DJB510. Even my website is DJB510.com. You put DJB in, usually it will just come up. But the 510 is the area code because I couldn't just use three characters. I use my area code because I want people to know where I'm from. <laughs> I, I rep Oakland. Yeah. And that's that's one thing that I, I want people to know is that I'm born and raised right here, and I know exactly what went down here from from the 90s, mid-90s, all the way up until now. <laughs> yeah. One of the things I wanted yeah. to put out is that uh, I'm not no rookie in this, this game. I knew it. I know right. exactly what goes on in this, this, this territory of mine. And um, and we are we were the for, forgotten ones of some of the few DJs that were here. You know, we were we were the forgotten ones, and now we're making noise. Yes. <laughs> and it's from about the, from time. the north to the south. <laughs> That's right. And it's about time. I, our station is truly dedicated to house music. We consider ourselves deep house. I know we play lots of other things, but we play That's a okay. lot of house yeah. music from R and B. To, and then I have this thing on Friday, but we won't talk about that. But um, so I just love house music and disco. And again, mm-hmm. you guys, please be sure to check check out DJB on YouTube for sure. When he goes live, you want to make sure you stream his when he's live. <laughs> make yes, sure yes, because I, not yes. only is the music good. But the visuals are also nice too. He's a good looking yeah. man, but there are visuals as well. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm getting this. Candy. I'm getting this mixed together right now. <laughs> Hopefully, I'll do it tomorrow. And that's one of the important things is is images and and because that helps with the watch time with YouTube. And that, yeah. you know, I want to have this video be, you know, able to be watched and listened at the same time. And so that's right. maybe putting some more scriptures in there. And I'm just working on some things to just keep your eyes, you know, instead of just your ears, now it'll be your eyes and your ears. So I'm, I'm doing a little bit more, more, more working on I that. love it. <laughs> I love it. Keep up the good work. 
Well, we don't want to keep you too long. Now that we've given everybody social media information, everybody, please run out. He's got tons of videos out there. I suggest you start all the way back. I think it started like two years ago. I think you started posting on YouTube. Started two years ago until now. Yes. What we're going to play right now is his latest DJ mix, not the one that he's about to do, but the one that he did in the month of October, which is his latest mix. So yeah. everyone, stay tuned. You don't want to miss what is up next. DJ B, thank we want to thank you for coming through and hanging with us. Thank you, man. I appreciate and encouraging you, us. everything that you do, man. You are doing a fantastic job. I love what you're doing. And um, many blessings to you and Keep on doing what you're doing, brother. Keep on doing what you're doing. I love it. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. We're definitely going to have you back, and I can't work. I can't wait till the next time. All right. All right, everybody. Hang on. Hang on tight. We'll be right back. And as I said, up next, DJ B.